0: I am so excited to share with you guys because god has been showing me some things especially this week that um, teaching me some things as i've been in the word and i am i'm so stoked to share with you guys what he's been showing me besides what this whole year has been for me so first of all we can go ahead and pull up the slides testimonies from the world race world race is the organization i went through and um, went around to use my clicker here. See if I know how to do this. Cool. So I was supposed to go to 11 different countries in 11 different months, in 11 months, but I um, got more than I bargained for, and I actually touched 18 different countries this year, wow. including the United States. Technically, we went to 12 different countries for ministry, but if you count like the places that we stopped in along the way, Like we stopped in London and Scotland and Dubai, and things like that, traveling through. I counted 18, just for fun. (laughs) So so yes, so um, Sojourners is the name that my squad was. There was about 40 of us going around on this um, specific route. And um, yeah, so that was our name. And first of all, I want to say thank you Thank you to everybody who's here. Thank you for your prayers and the people who are listening later. I know not everyone could be here, but I want to thank you for praying for me throughout this year, Um, praying for me before I left, praying for me even now. Thank you for your prayers because that kept me going. Thank you for your encouragement um, as people reached out to me and told me how they were praying for me or anything just to encourage me through the 11 months. It It kept me going as well. Thank you so much for your financial support. Um, I needed to raise $18,200 in order to go on this trip. And um, I was never worried because time and time again, God has taught me that I can rely on him and he will provide the money if he's called me to go. But it was the biggest amount I had to raise so far. And the final day while I was in India, the final day for our deadline in April is when I got the last few dollars donated. So (laughs) thank you so much for helping out. You financially supported me. Um, And also thank you for those of you who commented on my blogs or commented on my posts on Facebook because it continued to encourage me to keep sharing and to keep telling the stories. So thank you, guys. So I wanted to share the theme for my year, for this year, for our squad, was to live what we believed, to live what you believe. And that's what our team leaders and mentors and stuff taught us, that this year, we are going to live it out. What we believe in the Bible, we were gonna live it out. And um, yeah, so we were called the Sojourners. We were living temporarily in many places, but seeking the kingdom of God to come everywhere we went. And our main goal was to live what we believe. And I'm super stoked to share what the revelation God gave me this week um, was because it relates to this. Um, as I was in James, both in my small group, we were reading James, and my personal devotions, and God taught me some things through James 1, 22 through 25. I'll read it first, and then I'll explain. So from my study, study Bible, the New International Version, it says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. So... I have heard that passage many times, and I haven't really thought enough about it, but this week God showed me some things on that that I wanted to share with you. First of all, let me open this up. In my study journal, or study Bible, it has notes at the bottom, and it says, Hearing and reading God's voice is like looking at a mirror that reflects and reveals what is truly in our lives. It shows us the way we are and allows us to see what we need to change. So, it's like, imagine um, you wake up in the morning, and, okay, I'll say it for myself. If I wake up in the morning, and maybe I had a late night, and I didn't wash off the makeup off my face, like last night, (laughs) and (laughs) I woke up, and I look in the mirror, and I look at myself in the mirror, and I see maybe... mascara smeared on my face uh, maybe a pimple on my face my forehead my hair is a wreck I'm probably most likely going to clean myself up before I go out that day right I mean unless I was in a real rush but even then if I was late I would most likely want to clean myself up um, because I'm not looking at me I want to see me and that's not me that's not what I want to look like right so um So most likely, I'm going to clean myself up. And let me see where I am here. And um, yeah, I see something that needs to change, and I'm going to change it before I encounter others. If I woke up in a bad mood, I especially need to get into the Word and see what it says and change that about me before I go out. I don't want people to be distracted by gossip or by... Um, frustrations that I have in the morning or bad habits. I don't want them to be distracted by that. I want them to see Jesus in me. So I'm going to get myself right before I go out, just like looking into the mirror. And um, when we read the Bible, we see what needs change in our lives, and we should try to better reflect the Bible just as what we want to see in the mirror in the morning, right? So, Um, Also, sometimes we are simply going through the motions and we read our daily devotions in the morning and just to check it off a list. I've been there. I've, you know, I'm still working on that at times, too. Um, So we. Sorry, I have a lot of notes on here and I keep losing my spot. Yeah, so. Sometimes we just do it to check it off the list and we don't take time to really understand and to just sit with God and to hear what he has to say for us. And um, this is like the days maybe when I'm going through the motions in the morning and as I'm walking out the door, I realize that I I, I either wasn't paying attention when I looked in the mirror or I didn't look at all and I'm walking out the door and I'm like, okay, I need to make sure I look okay so I don't have spirit makeup or leftover breakfast in my teeth or something like that, right? (laughs) So so I need to take time to really see and to really look and to really understand. And we can't simply look into this mirror, we can't simply look here and to check it off the list, we must take time and to ponder what, what we're reading and make sure that we really reflect that in our lives. And then the final thing that God showed me on this was God also, um, he showed me how reading the Bible is looks like looking into the mirror because if we are Christians, if we have Christ in us, then when we look at this it reflects Christ, yes. right? This is our mirror and we should see us in this yes. because Christ is in us. So What God is saying in the Bible is what we should be saying. What Jesus is doing in the Bible is what we should be doing. How crazy is it to look into um, the Bible and see what it says we should be doing or to look into the mirror and then forget and then not do that? How crazy does that sound? That is like forgetting what we look like right after we look into the mirror, like, like that verse says. And this is like forgetting who we are, forgetting what we believe, and and instead of living it out every day, we're forgetting that, and we don't want that. So even if you don't go on a mission trip to the other side of the world, you can live out what you believe in your daily life where you are now. And if you have the opportunity to go on a mission trip outside of your hometown, I encourage you to do so because it gets you out of your comfort zone, and I think it's great to see a different perspective. Every single one of us have had this same 348 days this year to live what we believe where we are in the place that we spent them. And if by looking into this mirror, if by looking here, you see that you believe that Jesus loves unconditionally, then live it out. If you see that Jesus heals, then live it out. If you see that Jesus spent time with his father, then live it out, and yeah, and don't let another day pass forgetting what you look like, so that was my little thing on what God showed me here, and so now I'm going to talk about what I learned through this race this year, so one thing I learned was to make prayer and fasting a discipline, Um, God really taught me and called me and drew me every morning to be praying. I was praying for you guys regularly and other people in my life and, um, and fasting. Uh, we were fasting as a squad some months and so he helped me learn that and make it a discipline. Um, also to take each step to the Lord in prayer because I have done too many times where I pray and get a word from the Lord and then I assume the next steps and I go on and I don't go back to ask him if this is still the right way. And so he really taught me to take time to pray every step, pray into every step, everything, every direction. He taught me, (laughs) I learned that I love to dance and worship. I mean, I already knew that, but during the moments where I could get away in the mornings and go out, in Kenya, for instance, and find that there was a slab of cement that I would go out in the mornings and just worship the Lord all by myself, surrounded by the zebras and the giraffes and things like that. So <laughs> that was awesome. Um, and then I also learned to let God be the one to fill me with love, rather than getting my fill from people. And this is something I honestly, to tell you the truth, I'm still working on. Because I am a people pleaser, and I love to—I I love it when people give me attention, and I love talking. To, I'm a people person, so when I don't spend time with God first, I look for that love from other people, yeah. and it doesn't last. It—it it doesn't satisfy. So when I—I I learn that God, God tells me, like has been telling me, I need to get into this every day in the mornings, even because I'm not a morning person either. So I need to work on that, but because this will fill me up first, and then everything else, the love from other people, will just be icing on the cake. It's not needed, but it's great to have it, but for me personally, I'd rather, I mean, you guys might be different, but I can't just eat icing by itself. I have to have the cake too, (laughs) so um, I need to have God's love, and then everything else will be great, but not needed. So I also, I learned that to have confidence in who I am and who God created me to be and to let go of the things from the past that I have dealt with for so long and just have confidence in who God made me to be. Yeah, I can't go into that too much or that'll be my whole sermon. Um, (laughs) Also giving me direction on my ministry calling. I am called to children's ministry and I know that I know I've, loved always working with kids, but I know even more now that he's calling me to children's ministry and internationally. So like Eric said, I probably won't be here long, (laughs) but here's a little video of just showing you my heart with the kids. So I tried to take a video of me dancing with people in every country, and I'm going to put that together and share it eventually, but haven't finished that yet. So, now I'm going to share some stories from the countries that I visited. Now, (laughs) I don't have enough time to share everything I'd like to share, because then I would be sharing for the next year of Sundays. And (laughs) I'm sure that we have plenty of other things we would like to hear besides that. But if you want, I'll say this, if you want to hear more stories than what I shared today, please get with me. I would love to sit down with you and share more and show more pictures. But I'm going to share at least a story from each continent. And as I'm doing that, the pictures will just kind of slide through from the countries in that continent so you guys can see that while I'm sharing the story. So first continent was South America. And um, Colombia was our first country. Then we went to Ecuador and Peru. Now, the story I wanted to share was when I met the man of my dream. And it's not like you think. It's not the man of my dreams. But it's the man that I, uh, man that I met that I had in a dream. So on our way to Peru, um, I had a dream that I saw this old man. He was selling. He was like selling stuff on the market, um, at the market, and he had like paintings and stuff that he had and i talked to him he was like loading up the paintings in my dream into a truck i talked to him and and he was saying like how his back was hurting his back was hurting so bad and in my dream i said can i pray for you and i prayed for him and i think in the dream trying to remember i think he like started jumping up and down he was healed or maybe i just woke up and hoped that he got healed i don't remember (laughs) exactly but um that's the dream i had And i thought oh maybe i'll meet this man well i didn't meet him along the way like i thought i did Uh, like I thought it would, but while we were in Peru on the beach, my my team and I, we had our off day on the beach, and there's this man that came up to us asking us for money, for food and stuff, and we said, no, we don't have money to give out, Um, and he walked away. Well, I had brought an apple with peanut butter um, as a snack for that day, and uh, like maybe 15 minutes later, I pulled it out, and then I looked around. I saw him sitting up on the, what's that called, like just past the beach. He was sitting up there on a bench. I was like, how can I eat this when he's sitting right there? And I felt Holy Spirit tug on me, like I should really just go give this to him. So I went up. I talked to him. He spoke Spanish. I spoke a little Spanish. I'm, I'm still working it, but God gave me, God helped me um, understand the gist of what he was saying. And we talked for a long time. I asked him if he would like my apple. And I was about, I had the apple split in half. I was about to give him one. I was like, what am I doing? I have more food. I can give him both. So he gladly took it. He said he hadn't eaten since the day before or something. And he had been traveling. He lost his family. Um, I don't, again, I was just getting the gist of what he was saying. But he lost his family. He had been traveling and lost his job um, and hadn't eaten anything. So it was just good to talk to him a while after I talked to him for probably like 30 minutes, he mentioned how his back was hurting. And I was like, hmm, maybe I could should pray for him. So I asked and I prayed for him and he didn't like jump up and down and say like, I'm healed, but he did say it felt better. And so I was like, that's really cool. And then, and then I thought maybe this is the guy from my dream that I had a week ago. And so that was really cool. I, I think I even shared with him that I had a dream <coughs> about a man and I prayed for him. And so that was, that was awesome. And then, um, yeah, so he got healed and God showed me, I was like, what was the the point of like the paintings and stuff in the dream? And God said, he is my masterpiece. And so I (laughs) was like, wow, that's cool. So that was a story from Peru. And then we went to Asia, we went to India and Nepal. And um, in India, we got to preach I got to preach my first sermon on Easter Sunday, and that was a cool thing in itself because God woke me up one morning and said, you need to write this down. This is going to be your sermon sometime. And I didn't know when I was going to share it, but a couple weeks later, it was like Saturday night, our host asked us, hey, is one of you guys sharing in the morning? We are like, we didn't know we were supposed to, but I have something ready, so perfect. <laughs> so, And it ended up fitting perfectly. Um, and so, yeah, God helped me, and with that, and then also there were a couple times that we got to just share with the people and share encouraging words and things like that, um, just in the town, and, and one night I was sharing an encouraging word, and God just started, like, Holy Spirit was speaking through me, and I was just, like, it became, like, a fiery sermon. I was, like, I don't know where that came from, but I told my, (laughs) I told my, um, uh, translator. I was like, sorry, I wasn't planning on sharing all that. He's like, no, I could feel Holy Spirit all over that too. So <laughs> that was cool. And then in Nepal, Nepal was really neat because we got to do a lot of different ministry. We, um, we went to a leper, commun- uh, leper colony and got to pray over the people. We um, hiked the Himalayan mountains and shared in villages where they had never heard the name of Jesus because nobody goes out there and so in one night it took us about it was a three-day trip and in the one night that we actually were in the village with them we saw at least five people except jesus christ so from the two teams that went there and then um i don't know what i was writing about just a second (laughs) Um, oh yeah so so in nepal and india it's very, it, we had to be very careful about where we were and what we said because of the laws there. And um, when we were sharing and going, we would go door to door and just share about Jesus. Um, but a lot of times we met people who were like, we love the idea of Christians and being a Christian and your Christ. Like it sounds great, but I can't personally accept Jesus because I might be thrown out of my house. And I might be killed. I might be persecuted. So they were, there was so much fear about that, especially for the women, because whatever the husband said went. So wh- I remember there was one day we were talking to these women, <coughs> and that's pretty much what they were sharing. We were sharing about Jesus and what he did for them and everything. And they said, but what about this? Like, I'm going to be persecuted. I might be thrown out of my house if I say yes to this. So what then? And we're like, well, I don't know. What do we say to that? Like, I don't, I don't ever talk to people who have to deal with that to that extent. Like, yeah, there's persecution here, but like to that extent of possibly being killed or thrown out of their house or pushed out of the community, how do you tell them that this is the right choice? And then God just burned inside of me. Tell them about eternity with me. Tell them about what they get after they die. And I, it was burning, and I remember that morning I was just not feeling it. I was like, eh, not really excited about sharing. I don't know why. I was just in a bad mood, I guess. Didn't get in the word that morning. But um, but I that was burning in me like I had to share it, and if I didn't share it, I would explode, like that kind of thing. And I shared that with them, and I, I'm trying to remember. We shared with several people that day, and I don't remember for sure if they said yes that day, but m- several people that we did share that day. Um, accepted Jesus, and so that was really cool, and then I walked away so joyful, because I was like, yes, I'm so, this is awesome. I love evangelizing, <laughs> so um, then we went to Africa, and in Africa, we went to Rwanda, Uganda, Kenya, and Ethiopia, and I loved, loved being surrounded by the children. Every time I You know, I went to a school one time in Rwanda, and first of all, they were like, what is your hair? Like, this is crazy. So they were like, that was when I saw long hair, they were like petting it, and it was a mess by the end of the day. And um, yeah, but they, I didn't have my hands for that day because about three other hands were on each one, so I couldn't use them, they were stuck. (laughs) But I love being surrounded by kids. And so we got to do that a lot, and especially in Kenya because we got to go to an orphanage in Kenya where it was called Kind Fun Orphanage in Wamba, And um, that's where I just got to spend the whole day with the children as much as I wanted. I helped them with their chores. I um, taught, we taught them fruit of the spirit. um, We danced with them every day. We taught them how to do um, like the church clap and things like that. (laughs) They loved it. And um, yeah, so I loved being there with them and We also did a camp at the YWAM base there in Kenya um, where we saw over 60 kids accept Jesus Christ into their heart. And so, I say and a lot, I apologize. But, (laughs) um, oh yeah, also in Ethiopia, I loved having my parents come. So that was great to see them because I was homesick in Africa a lot. And so seeing them was awesome and playing with the kids there. Now uh, the story I wanted to share, specific specifically about in Africa, was it was a month that was hard for our squad because a lot of people did get sick, um, especially coming out of Uganda, going into Kenya. Um, dif- some people had to go. A lot of people on the squad had to go to the hospital and clinics and things like that. Um, some people were in the hospital for malaria. <coughs> excuse me, for malaria for typhoid. Um, and um, bacterial infections and things like that. And there was one day in Kenya that I woke up really sick and wasn't feeling well, and the symptoms and stuff were kind of like some of the other people who went into the clinic and said, yeah, they had typhoid or something like that. So I, I didn't, I don't like taking medicine. I don't like, I just want God to heal it for me, of course. So um, I wasn't feeling that well that w- did. I wasn't feeling well that day, and I contacted my mom and some friends, asked them to be praying for me. And the next morning, I felt completely fine. <laughs> and I didn't have to go into the clinic. And then it happened again, this se- the end of that week. I felt really sick, and by then my team leaders were like, you should probably go to the clinic just to check and everything. Um, asked people to be praying. The next morning, I woke up completely fine. I still went into the clinic just to be sure, since it had happened again, and they tested me for all the things, typhoid, malaria, bacterial infections, negative. I had nothing. So, so God, I believe God completely healed me. Yes, live what you believe. God completely healed me, and um, everybody else was healed. Like, they got better. Nobody ended up, of course, dying. So, everyone got home safely. (laughs) So, so we did a lot of songs. There was one morning that we had to fill time and we sang songs with them for about two hours straight so (laughs) i am so thankful for my teams my teammates though because um a couple of them jen andrew if you're listening to this thank you because they have so many songs they're amazing at that kid songs and then we went into europe and we got to minister in romania portugal and spain In Portugal and Spain, we hiked the Camino, so we started in Porto, Portugal, and then walked 160 miles, or at least I did. People walk different distances um, because there are different routes and stuff you can take. But I walked 160 miles into Santiago, Spain, and along the way, we were just evangelizing and talking to people and having dinner with people and just making that our life, living out what we believed. And um, my highlight from that month was really just getting to meet certain people Um, scarlet in um, Portugal she was a girl who worked at the hostel she was volunteering at the hostel we were at and the first couple of days I saw her I assumed she spoke Portuguese so I didn't say anything and she assumed I didn't I only spoke English so she didn't say anything and then at one point I I was trying to ask her directions. She said something in Spanish. She was like, Spanish? You speak Spanish? And then she just wouldn't stop talking after that because we both spoke Spanish. So we became fast friends. And then along the way, I met a girl named Hannah and Joanna. And we got to um, walk for a bit of the trek together. And I just got to share testimonies with them and stuff. So that was really cool. Um, And yeah, you never know what connections you'll make when you just speak out. Like if you meet somebody and you're like, well, they probably don't have anything I can relate with. You don't know that until you talk to them. And there's so many times that I finally talked. I got out of my comfort zone and talked to somebody while walking, and then was blessed by it, or they got blessed, or you know, it was great. So, um, in w- along the way in Portugal, er, in Spain, I think at this point um, on the Camino. Oh no, sorry that's not the story I was going to tell. See, I have so many stories. <laughs> but while we were going to get, uh, getting ready to go on the Camino, we had to get these passport things. And um, they were like for stamps and stuff so they can make sure that you walk to the distance so you can stay in the hostels that they have, the albergues for you, for the Camino uh, people who are trucking. So... <coughs> my friend and I decided, okay, we're going to go get these stamps, and then we're going to go see if we can find or buy um, some trekking poles for along the way. Um, We went in. I was going to get these passports for my teammates who hadn't come yet, Um, and so we went in to get the passports, and then while we were there, a couple came up, and they're like, are you guys about to walk on the Camino? And they're like, yeah, we're like, yeah, and they're like, do you want these trekking poles? Because we just got done with it, and we came the opposite direction. They came from Spain and came down to Portugal, and we don't need these anymore. are like, that is so amazing. We were about to go get some because God blessed us. We were, I was going to go bless somebody else, my teammates, and help them out, and God blessed me by giving me trekking poles that I would needed. So that was cool, and then I ran. I was running one morning, and I went to an albergue where people stay and asked them, you know, do you have any extra trekking poles that people don't need? Because a lot of times people just leave it there when they're finished. Um, You can't take it on the airplane or something. And so I went there, and they're like, yeah, and I got like three more sets. And so I was able to bless my team with more trekking poles so we could use them along the way. So that was a cool, cool testimony from the Camino. And then also, I wanted to share, in, um, in Spain, I got to take a Quick trip down to Mijas where there's an academy called G42, G42 Generation 42, and I got to spend some time with them and for a couple of days. And there was the few days that I was there, there was a speaker there named Ted Hansen, and he's a prophetic. um, He's a prophet, and so he's doing prophetic activation. So we got to be part of the prophetic activation. I got like 50. 50 word prophetic words spoken over me. So that was really fun. And then this is my squad. This is the whole squad at the end. Um, we had our final ban- banquet and took a picture. I wanted to share some fruit from this year because you guys are part of this through your prayers and financial support and encouragement. This, this is what happened. Throughout our whole squad, we were in different places and stuff, but we p- compiled, we tried to keep track Um, at the end of each continent about how many people we got to share the gospel with and baptisms and things like that. And our team mentor compiled them all together. And we shared the gospel with about 2,307 people over the year. Pray to receive Jesus was about 1,015. Healings that we saw were about 200. Deliverances were three hundred about three hundred and forty two. Baptisms were about fifteen. Bibles given out about two hundred and ninety-five. People plugged into a church that we saw plugged into a church, about six hundred and fifty nine, or a community of some sort, a, um, Bible study or some some kind of community. And we, that we got to personally disciple about 530. So oh, let's just shout <laughs> to Jesus, because that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So it has been an amazing year, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. One of the most stretching years, of course, of my life, um, but also one of the most, um, yeah, one of the most... Th- th- uh, learning, how do I say? Grow, Grow thank you. <laughs> Growing years of my life as well. And so now I want to share briefly about what's next. What am I doing next and what has God called me to next? And first, what I'm planning to do right now currently is I am tutoring, or not tutoring, uh, substitute teaching in Muncie schools and stuff. But yeah, I'll probably just be teaching for a while. Um, getting back into that babysitting, um, tutoring. If you have anyone you know that needs tutoring, that's probably what my income will be for a while. I don't want to get back into teaching full-time just yet um, because I have some other things I need to work on. But also, I'm hoping to find a house in Muncie and flip it with my mom's help. Um, And then God has showed me some cool things he wants me to do with that. I'm hoping to flip it and then be able to rent it out and stuff. But one of the things the Lord has t- showed me, a vision he gave me this year, is that he wants me to start community here. And that like this is my next mission trip. This is my focus right now, to do ministry here, Newcastle, where I'm at. Church um, in Muncie, where I'm working. And so I'm going to hopefully start, as soon as I have a place, um, I'm going to start hosting a weekly prayer night. Um, that's something in Rwanda, yeah, first in Rwanda, we went to a prayer night, and where they just, there was a group of people who got together for two hours, and they just prayed, they just prayed over each other, prayed, talked to the Lord, and it was so amazing, because God spoke to me so clearly during that time, I had, like, I have, I can show you the note I have of a full conversation I had with God that night, and he showed me, like, really cool things, and told me, um, told me what I will be doing next and told gave me some direction on the future. But also then through, I think I was in Uganda, he gave me a vision of what he wants me to make my room look like for my prayer room and how he wants me to host a weekly prayer night just like they did. So I'm going to be doing that hopefully soon. And then... In September, I have been accepted to go to the leadership academy called Generation 42 in Spain. So that's in Mijas, Spain, and um, it's a nine-month program where you spend the first three months taking classes, and then you go out. They send you to where you feel called. They, They work with you, and you pray about where you feel called, and they send you somewhere in the world. It could be um it could be in Africa it could be in <coughs> South America it could be here they even have people in Indianapolis right now <coughs> doing their practicum so they work with um different organizations again and just help you develop those skills to lead um, to lead an organization or lead ministry so and then you go back to Spain for you spend three months there and then you go back to Spain for the final three months of class and also um, the next class is there, so you get to help mentor them for the next three months until you graduate. So I will be doing that um, probably in September. I say probably because when I prayed about it, I'll be honest, God told me that night that I was praying in <coughs> at the prayer night, he told me apply for September for G42, but he didn't tell me I would be going. So I need to keep that in mind. That's part of learning to take each step to him. He told me to apply, and that's what I did. And when I got accepted, he told me to pray about it. So I prayed and fasted for a week, and then I felt the confidence, or I felt like I could go ahead and put my um, 500, or my initial, yeah, to get accept, or to get finalized, and um, yeah, initial money to secure my spot, that's the word. So God told me to apply, so that's what... That's where I'm at right now, and I'm most likely going to be there, but if he says, okay, now I need you to move it, or now I need you to do, you know, it could change, but right now that's what I am planning on in September. So um, lastly, I wanted to just share some ways that you can help for what's next. Um, Please ask me more about the race. Ask me more about this year because I am excited to share more testimonies. I'd love to sit down with you, um, show you more pictures and videos. Um, Just ask, and we can set up a time. Um, also praying into the next steps and for also for me to draw closer to the Lord. Um, I'm really learning to do that and to spend more time with him and to seek his love first. So praying, that, praying for me that I will continue to do that, but also for the next steps coming up, um, buying a house and things like that. Um, if you would like to financially support me for G42, it is about 10500 total for the nine months, which is half the price, pretty much, of the last year, but um, but that includes all room and board and flights to the place that they send me in back. Um, yeah, so I will be working, like I said, a lot to work towards that, but if you would like to financially support me in that, that would be wonderful as well, and I can probably send, there I have um, a link. Um, I'm set up on their page. So I'll just post that on like the Facebook page or something like that where you can go and donate if you would like to do so. Um, and then also if you have, like I said, any job opportunities like tutoring or babysitting or something like that, let me know. Uh, my schedule is a little busy right now, of course, with Christmas coming up, but throughout the next couple months, that's probably what will be my main source of income as well as substitute teaching. So... Thank you again so much. Thank you for um, yeah all of your support for listening to me today in my cowgirl African outfit here. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> um, and thank you um, for everything. It's great. That's it.